Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I am joined by Nikki. Hello Nikki. Hello. My lovely co-host, how are you? I'm alright, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Good. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> gonna turn, gonna turn my phone on silent. <laughs> For Very God's sake. non-professional here. We're incredibly professional and you've just ruined all of it. I have. I've Up until this point, we've been very professional. Our whole lives. Shattered. I'm very sorry. Um, I don't even think it's a particularly useful message. It's probably a spam email because I only seem to get spam emails at the moment. It's all good. But hello, everyone. We're here. Yes. A little bit late in the month, but hopefully this has come out in July. Fingers crossed. Yeah, one can only hope. No but one keeps we... track of it anymore. Oh, no. No, we just, we just, we appear whenever. Um, and it's a lovely surprise. But anyway, this is a cool episode today because it is fairly topical because we have recently just had thing that is Summer Games Fest slash random showcases from random developers. Yep. Because E3 is essentially dead, um, everyone just seems to release everything around this time. Start yeah, is, it, is this the first year that they've been doing this? No, so I think Summer Games Fest has been going on a while, but the it kind of started more gaining traction over lockdown where E3 was kind of not really happening. And I think more and more companies have realised they don't want to gather as much anymore. They just want to do their own showcases. And so I yeah. think it's all kind of culminated into their own thing. Although the Summer Games Fest this year did have a live audience again. And so I, I can't work out quite whether it, we're returning to the system, but it's not E3. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, to be honest, it all goes over my head and it's very confusing. I just I just, I just enjoy it because if someone's like, here's a game trailer, I'll be like, I'll watch it. But I did enjoy it this year. I did watch some showcases, not all live, but I did watch some of them and I, and I had a good time. And I think we came up with the idea that it would actually be very cool to do a, to do a top five of the trailers and the games that we enjoyed slash are looking forward to yes it's not often that we talk about trailers i think the only normal exception to that is our start of the year episode around the most anticipated game um and we often enjoy doing those and so i think we've just found a way to squeeze it in halfway through the year as well yeah it just it just makes sense i think you know like everyone was talking about the trailers and it was just very yeah i I just think it's quite a fun thing to do so maybe we'll keep doing this this in the future if they keep releasing trailers in the summer i think they will they've done it for years i don't see them stop stopping now cool well yeah i'm excited and uh i guess without further ado we can shoot right into it yeah What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? Oh, a three-headed monkey! Oh! Let's go! Alright, we've established that I am going first. Yes, However, but also... Oh, oh I think we, we're about we to on... say the same thing. <laughs> this, we're not this very in itself, sync. This in itself deserves... The crossover noise. I was going to say, because we're just talking over each other. It's <laughs> just, we're so professional. Look, I don't think anyone that listens, that has listened to a single episode of this podcast would be under any illusion 
I don't know. I think we've disappointed people tonight, today. <laughs> yeah, fair. All right. This year. <laughs> this... The last two years. Yeah, however Since long we've been doing. Since the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> if you haven't listened to this before, uh, good luck. And we'll just explain a bit about how this podcast is supposed to work. Yeah, um, we both pick a top five of something from mm. video games, be that trailers like today or characters from a certain game. And then uh, if we get a crossover, this yes. little man chimes in. Oh! And uh, then we will get angry and yell at each other. But it doesn't happen often, but it no. might happen today, probably. I'm not sure today. It's, oh, it's it hard to predict today, I think. Uh, if, all right, yep. I'm not going to say anymore. All right, man. Okay, well, as I'm going first, and we've gotten all of that professionalism out of the way, my number five uh, summer game showcase thing that I've picked... Something. Something or other. We have, we, we really struggled to figure out the wording for this, is a game called Towerborn. Okay, no idea what that is. Cool. Um, so this appeared, I believe, in the Xbox showcase. Um, it's going to be on PC and Xbox. And it is a action RPG by the team that made the Banner Saga series. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, which I've actually recently been playing. So I don't know whether that's the only reason I've chosen this today, but we'll see. It's The company's called uh, Stoic, but it looks super interesting and much lighter in theme and style uh, than the Banner Saga was. Um, the Banner Saga is very beautiful, but it's a very narrative-based game um, and quite heavy. And this one looks very different. It's kind of like a 2.5D-ish thing. Um, it's very bright, colourful, cartoony. It's a bit like, I want to say, like, not medieval, but you know that kind of like fantasy, medieval-y fantasy kind of stuff. Vibe. Yeah, that kind of vibe. Like wizards and knights and things. But it also looks a bit like it plays a bit like Golden Axe, I guess would be the closest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an upscaled Golden Axe. Um, it is also supposed to be co-op, and I believe couch co-op in that. So it does fit a very much like updated Golden Axe kind of style. And I get really excited when I see co-op games now, especially couch co-op, because I just we just don't get that many, especially ones that look different from ones we've already got, like shooters or I don't know, just the general battle royale-esque yeah. of things you know they're um, a red gem now yeah so it just feels like a little bit of an interesting one or non-platformer i guess mm. kind of one the really interesting part of this game though is that it seems to be a live service game so it's a seasonal game so they've said they're hoping that it will change throughout the seasons it's going to be very different from now to what it'll probably end up like if they can keep it going which is i don't understand what that's going to mean for okay, it, i don't but... understand seasonal Game. So, you know, like, Sea of Thieves has, like, a season. Fortnite has seasons. Um, so every yeah. couple of months they release a thing. That kind of changes the, the scape of the game. It will add okay. something new. Okay. Um, yeah. I, like, Overwatch is a seasonal game. They'll release a new thing every season. Yeah, true. Um, it's that kind of idea. What it means for this game, I'm not sure, because they've not done one like this before, so it's very difficult to work out like, what it actually is going to mean. But, yeah, they've called it seasonal, so... We'll see what that brings. But yeah, it just looked really interesting. Um, and it was one of those smaller games that I spotted amongst all the massive ones um, that just seemed to grab my attention a bit more. Nice. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks quite different. I don't mm. think I've seen something like that in a while. Yeah. 
it, I see what you mean. It's kind of like a modern golden axe in a, in a sense. Yeah, that was like the best thing I could think when I was trying to describe this. Was that kind of like a medieval like. streets of rage. Yes, very much so. But yeah, that's my number five. Oh. So it's going to be quite a short and sweet one because I have no facts. That's all right. I was going to say this will probably be a fairly short-ish episode because we are choosing games uh trailers in fact that have not come out yet or been released so i mean we could pick facts but they're probably wrong and we don't we haven't played them so we're just going on like a minute's worth of whatever the company have decided to give us yes it's a brief description yeah and i feel like mine actually kind of all have a certain vibe maybe apart from apart from one but we're, we'll delve into that now with my number five. Oh, so my number five is a game called the invincible oh now i don't actually know what showcase this was on i actually found this while i was doing all my research on all like trailers that have come out this summer i couldn't tell you what one it was not got a clue but i think it is one that had already kind of been announced but you know obviously with the showcases sometimes they'll just release release more Mm. um but this one is basically it's an upcoming adventure game developed by starwood industries and published by 11 bit studios and it's an adaption of the 1964 polish novel the invincible which i have no no idea about but it seems interesting it's set to release on like windows playstation and xbox um but it's very spacey and i i like a, a spacey game I don't know. It's it kind of has like a dark atmosphere going on as well, mm-hmm. and I kind of from the beginning sort of trailer could sense that it was going to have something dark going on, maybe like a little bit horror-y. But it's all about Yasna. She wakes up on an unknown planet um, without her crew and with holes in her memories, and uh, she has to sort of push forward to look for answers and complete her mission. Um, but apparently lots of things and will change as she goes on, um, including her attitude um, of what she's sort of facing. And there's lots of difficult decisions. And uh, there's one line that they do use in the trailer, which is quite cool, which is uh, the realisation that not everything everywhere is for us. I mean, it's fair. Not everything is for humans. Like, I know we like to just yeah. take everything and decide it's ours. But so, yeah, there's maybe aliens. Maybe. I, I heard rumours of kind of like an AI something okay. like that when i was when i was researching it but it's a first person perspective and uh you'd go and face the unknown i can't really like say much because you've just got like a short trailer for it kind of yeah thing i don't know anything about the polish novel the invincible so i i, I you know i'm sure there's lots of people out there that do know but i wouldn't obviously want to read it or know anything about it because obviously this game is going to be is based upon it but you know anything that's i think made off of some sort of like fiction um pre-fiction is is very interesting so yeah i think you can sort of utilize like tools and things like that but from what i've gathered it's going to be a very firewatchy kind of game a bit Um, walking kind of discovery simulator potentially i mean it was apparently firewatch was served as one of the game's inspirations Mm -hmm. um as well as road 96 which i don't know if you've played but it'll be a very spacey narrative exploration game that i think experiences some sort of mature and philosophical philosophical how do you say philosophical philosophical things and uh yeah a bit intense but but hopefully quite cool yeah it looks i've just looked at like just the image the front cover and it looks Mm. really cool it reminds me a bit of i played a game a while back called like i think it's moons of madness 
Um, yeah. Which is like a Lovecrafty and like a bit horror-y, which I think leans more into the horror kind of thing. But that was really fun. And it was kind of more like, yeah, like a, like a horror walking-y thing. And this gives mm-hmm. me similar vibes, not perfectly the same, but that kind of, like you said, I'm alone in space maybe I shouldn't be here, it's a little bit creepy, but there's also yeah. some stuff to figure out. Um, like, so Firewatch is probably a good one, because Firewatch kind of got a bit creepy in places, like, yeah, you just weren't exactly. sure what was going on. It's Firewatch in space. Mm. Sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, this is this is my number five, because the truth is, like, I, I didn't really, like, venture into it, and, it, you know, it's one of those ones that... I'm, I've added to my wish list and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But, you know, it's it's one that I'm like, yeah, I will dabble in that. I'm mm-hmm. very intrigued by that trailer. It is, if it's that sort of Firewatchy game, then I'm into it. I take me on a, a journey through some weird planet with some weird shit going on. I'm into it. Sounds good. Yeah, no facts or anything. I don't know anything about Starwood Industries. No, um, I don't. But, yeah. <laughs> Cool, knowledgeable podcast on video games. <laughs> I was going to say, we're really full of the facts and knowledge today. So yeah, that's my number five, short and sweet, as per when it comes to the number five normally. Nice. Okay, so my number four then is another one where I don't think I'm going to have much to say because the trailer didn't give me much, but that is South of Midnight. So South of Midnight is by Compulsion Games. Uh, Compulsion made We Happy Few. Yeah, remember that one. The one that kind of looked like it was going to be a big, like, almost Bioshock-esque narrative and ended up being a bit of a survival thing. But they changed it around and it's very confusing. But I'll try again with another game called South of Midnight. Um, the trailer looks really cool. The art style in it is... I don't really know how to describe the art style. It's basically... The South of Midnight is set in a what looks like a swampy bayou. I was going to say, yeah, this is the swampy one, yeah. It's American Deep South, which I love. It's one of my favourite areas of... You are um, a swamp queen. I am swampy. And the art style is very much like a, I want to say like comic graphic novel kind of style, but it's still 3D. It's really difficult to describe, but it feels a bit like, not quite as harsh as Borderlands, I'd say, but still in that realm of feeling. It also feels a bit like if you ever played or looked at Flame of the Flood, which I really loved the art style of, it feels mm. very similar. Again, that was kind of swampy, deep south feeling. The game, all it does, all the trailer shows, is this woman walking up to a really weird-looking witch doctor person and and a giant thing coming out of the swamp. So the trailer doesn't give away a lot, (laughs) but it just looks really cool. Um, I did end up looking at just the announcement, like, headline, um, and it said it's going to be a spellbinding third-person action-adventure game that's set in the Deep South and around learning ancient powers and exploring. That's Mm. kind of all I've got. A bit like folktale-y kind of feelings and creatures from the deep south um their last game we have a few was a bit dark in nature and so i'm kind of feeling this might have similar I feel like vibes a, a bit dark is a bit of an understatement <laughs> yeah i mean it does look dark dark but i think the idea is like it gives it a kind of a bit of a lighter feel with the graphic style and then yeah i think it's just gonna bring it bring it down a bit yeah just everything in this trailer just seemed really cool like the the music they had and the kind of weird vibes of the man playing the big like guitar in the swamp area it just yeah it just seemed really interesting and definitely like something I really wanted to explore more so I just want to learn more about it which I always think is a good thing on a trailer if I see it and I go oh actually I really want to see what's involved in this 
Yeah, game. and and I think this is actually quite a cool type of top five to do in a sense because, you know, a lot of the time when we do our most looking forward to games, it's been games that have had maybe like extensive um, information released and trailers. But actually, this one, and you know, some some of mine have already obviously had pre um, announcements and things, but. It's cool because you're kind of just having to go on the information that they've given you, which may not be very much, but it doesn't mean that, you know, it's we've still picked it because it's something that we think stands out, um, even if we have hardly any information. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I don't think it even got a time frame for announcement. I mm. know it's probably going to be an Xbox exclusive because I'm pretty sure, again, this was another one in the Xbox showcase. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. At least for a while anyway for their exclusivity ones. Um which again is quite exciting. But yeah, it just looked really interesting. And yeah, just definitely something like I would like to try. Because um, I've always mm-hmm. wanted to play We Happy Few and I've just never played it. So I'm hoping this will be more of a actual, like more narrative single player game. Yeah, than the We Happy Few is cool. I, I didn't play like all of it. But I yeah, it was incredibly dark, but a very cool kind of narrative twist to it. But... I think for me, like it was almost too dark. Not, not because I love horror games and I love that kind of element. But it was, I don't know. Sometimes I, I get a bit, a bit sort of sunken down. You know, I, I loved Bioshock Infinite because it was dark, but there was also that kind of like lightness to it. You know, it wasn't all mm-hmm. just doom and gloom. And I think that's why I actually originally struggled with Bioshock One a lot because it was just it felt I get really bogged down. But I think I like, yeah, I like the look of this one. I feel like there's kind of like a little kind of a magic element to it as well, right? It just has mm. a kind of, yeah, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I think the magical kind of slightly fantasy element of it and the, I don't know, there's just something a little bit different around it that doesn't feel quite as like heavy as maybe it, it's not, it doesn't seem like it's going real like I'm going to make you depressed kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Which is, yeah, always nice from is a thing that's supposed to be an enjoyable time. Which speaking of, if you're if we're ready to move on to my one, yes. you're gonna feel some feelings. So my number four I'm super excited for is a game called Under the Waves. Do you know anything about this? Was this the one that is by the Chinese room? No, no, no. This is by Quantic Dream. Well, ah. Quantic Dream is the publisher and the developer of Parallel Studio. But it's basically, it's a narrative-driven adventure game about the engulfing power of grief. So, you know, emotions and feelings. I, mean, I feel like you've gone from saying, I don't want anything too heavy. But I also <laughs> am really excited for this one game about grief. I know. You're giving mixed messages, I'm just saying. I, the problem is, We Happy Few, it's like, it's kind of miserable in the sense of like, I don't know, there was a bit I remember in the trailer where a man was eating a rat. Um, yes. Uh, whereas in this, it's like, you know, it's just about death and stuff. <laughs> natural natural occurrences, not a man eating a rat. Yeah, there's, okay. there's darkness and then there's like darkness, like eating a rat off of the floor, like it's a birthday cake. Okay. There's a difference. Yeah. Anyway. There is a difference. So, it's set in the depths of the North Sea um, in kind of like a techno-futuristic 1970s about a man called Stan. Uh, Stan is a professional diver um, and he's struggling to overcome a life-changing loss and embrace a new future. But it's very isolating. He's in the deep sea, so obviously it will be. Uh, the deep sea is fascinating for me. I've always been very fascinated by the deep sea, but absolutely terrified of it. So Stan's hanging out there in sort of this sort of, you know self-inflicted solitude and uh, he starts to experience strange events far beneath the waves 
yeah it's it's very cool i think the more i've watched the trailer the more i'm like I'm so excited for this. Also, the fact that Quantum Dream are publishing it is also exciting because I'm a big fan of Beyond Two Souls, Trick Become Human. As I said, don't know anything about Parallel Studio, but if they've got Quantum Dream behind them, then I'm assuming it's going to be a very cool piece of narrative fun. Yeah. I don't... I think I've totally missed this one, but actually, like you describing it, I'm like, oh, that sounds like something I could definitely get into. I was just going to say, I'm just going to look up like Parallel Studio. Yeah, do it. I'll talk a little bit more while you do that. Um, from what I can see, you kind of explore the seabed um, in Stan's submarine, which sounds exciting. Uh, it looks very beautiful. You will sort of encounter wildlife, but obviously you are just Stan and you are going to be on your own exploring caves, wrecks, and underwater plants, things like that. Very isolating. Again, very much like Firewatch, very much like The Invincible, which was my, top, which was my number five. Which was saying I'm going <laughs> with the theme today. Yeah. Isolating sadness. That's my theme for the day. I'm all right, guys, by the way, in case you're worried. I'm, I'm absolutely fine. Yeah. So you stand and you're in a submarine and you're exploring and you're getting over some stuff. What could be better? Yeah. I mean, what's not to like? What a happy event that's going to be. Yeah. Um, it does sound really interesting, though. I've just looked at the studio as well. They haven't... Mm. They've made a few things. Their website, by the way, is mental. If you look at it on a phone, it's a bit like being in a VR. I'd say that much. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, on your phone, it's even weirder because you do it with your, like, movement. Um, oh, nice. Oh, gosh, look guys, around. This, is, this is intense. Yeah. I <laughs> Look at look at the studio website. But they haven't done Ooh. much that I would recognise. It seems like it's only three people. Oh, wow. Maybe even if it's just three people at the studio currently or who no, founded think, the studio. But um, maybe it is just three people. Oh, some of them have done... The something new... work on Life is Strange, remember? Yeah, them? I think maybe they were from them. And they've also done Alone in the Dark 5, which is that, is that the new one that's coming out? I feel like it is. Yeah, I mean, tw- oh, Twin Mirrors, that's a great game as well. Yeah, very narrative-heavy games. Guys, your website is... Oh, wow, I can actually pull it around. Yes, yeah, bizarre. It's really interesting. Like, it's a cool website. But it if says anything... they've, got, they've got loads of awards, so they must have... I mean, Sorry. there's some quite big names in there, I think, from narrative, like, game-wise. Um, so do you think, would you think maybe these these guys have just come together to make their own studio, basically? I think so, yeah. Um, type of, they tend to do that where they'll make a little super group studio from making other ones, which I always find really interesting. So. Yeah. But no, I watched the trailer for sure. I mean, I, the music is, is amazing. Obviously, I see that they've got a audio director and composer in there as well. There's, there's something really lovely about it and very different and... It, although I know I'm saying it's depressing and it's about grief, it, it weirdly, I feel like it would actually be quite relaxing. Probably not when it gets a little bit potentially spooky. Obviously, there is a little bit of a, uh, maybe a, a spookiness there. Maybe that wouldn't be so relaxing. But generally, I, I, I think it might be like a very narrative heavy Subnautica in a sense. Mm. I always wanted to love Subnautica. I did because I find the sea fascinating. But I think for me, I was missing something like this. Yeah. I would... I love the idea of having this really narrative-heavy Firewatch-esque game under the sea. I think there is a lot of potential there. But yeah, Subnautica didn't was sort of missed for me. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm going Firewatch in space, and now I'm going for Firewatch under the water. I like it. A theme is occurring. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I will so, have to check this one out. It sounds cool. I was going to say, I feel like you would like be into both of these. Mm, games. Yeah, I think so. Right, so we're on to your number. Three? Yes, my number three. From from the sadness, we're going to get happy again. Oh, good. So my number three is a game called Lakeburg Legacies. 
Um, okay. So this one was on the Wholesome Games Showcase. Um, so we can go on the theme here. Um, obviously, the Wholesome Games Showcase was really cool. It had lots of great looking games. But this one I think caught my eye the most. It basically is a it's like a 2d drawn style um and it's kind of like a town management game but you're also kind of dealing with the townspeople in when you do this you kind of act like a matchmaker so like you'll get a, a particular villager and then they'll be like a set worker but then you'll have to match make them uh with a with another villager and then you see how their relationship pans out. So some go really well and they get married, but then also you can have drama. So there'll be things like cheating and extra children and things like that. And that will affect like the the systems in your town and like who can work with who uh, and who likes who. Um, and then this all goes generational. So it spans into different generations. So somebody might not like somebody else because they've got a generational issue with them. It's a bit like The Sims in that sense, but it's like a 2D town management style. I don't know how I've missed this, but I love this because this is basically a game about gossip. Right. It looks (laughs) great. It just looks like a very easy time. Um, As far as I know, it's on Steam. I think I've wishlisted it on Steam already. I don't know what else it's going to be on. But it just looks like a lovely but not kind of game where you're just like clicking about and seeing what's happening and you follow like villagers and and generally their relationships and what happens with them and it just seems really interesting tied in with like a legacy like Lakeburg legacies or like the legacy mm. systems and stuff. Um and the art style is really cute as well. It looks Those very are like, the art style's adorable. Yeah, like two draw like drawn kind of two D style. Um, I know it says here in in the Steam description, it's like, you know, play matchmaker to create the most attractive loved up couples and have a kingdom thrive. But is there a way that you can like do the opposite? (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't think you can do the, I don't know whether you could do the opposite, but I think like, because I think what you want is to avoid that because I think that affects your Uh, whole town. Yeah, but what if I want to make people have affairs and legitimate children? I think they will. Just watch it all unfold. I think in generally they will do that, like just mm. whether Human you nature. want them to or not. I think maybe you can meddle a little bit. Um, I haven't I'm looked horrible. loads into it, but like, yeah, like just for the just for the purpose of of fucking shit up, just entertainment, um, just pure. Yeah. And I mean, that's what The Sims is. Like, it's true. You know, I was causing loads of sh- like fucking drama in The Sims. <laughs> Having affairs, right? Let's say, no, I wasn't really. I mean, I did, there was that one time with like Mortimer, but Mortimer Goth. There was that one one affair that I had. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. I'm <laughs> I, I'm no better. I'm there doing all of the murdering and all of the stuff. But yeah, it just it seemed like a really interesting twist. Um, I was really trying to find a game when I saw the showcases like that felt a bit. I missed a good like management e type game. Uh, in my life recently or a bit more of a slower paced one rather than anything actually or adventure um, and this one I spotted and I was like oh this feels like it's gonna scratch the itch that I want where it's just like there's a little bit of drama in there but it's also kind of amusing where I don't know people have finally gotten together that happened or just there's drama it just seems like a good time 
Yeah, I absolutely love, like, I loved The Wholesome Direct. I don't know how I missed this. Um, but to be fair, I just, I, do, I know that I don't sound wholesome after I was saying that I wanted to make people have affairs and watch it all unfold. But I genuinely do adore wholesome games. And this one does look really cool. A nice one to just kind of like sit and chill and make people fall in love, which is great and everything. And then also watch it all burn. Yes, but exactly. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where you get weirdly invested in the lives of your mm. townspeople. I can oh, see 100%. myself becoming really like annoyed when a spouse cheats on one of my favourite villages. Like I can already picture myself raging. Yeah. And that sounds great to me. Um, it does. It's made by a company called Ishtar Games, who I've not heard of before, but they've done various other indies. Um, yeah, it seems familiar to me. Yeah, I I couldn't work out if it felt familiar or not. I, I kind of had a quick Google and I couldn't see anything I recognised, but that's not to say that other people might not know their, their games really well. But yeah, the game Lakeburg is supposed to release, I think, in February next year. So it's not super far away, which would be nice, um, mm-hmm. because that was on the trailer. So that's always good when you get a date. But yeah, it just seemed like a really interesting but fun little game. Wholesome game. And it was also just... I really love the Wholesome Game Showcase, but it's all become very farming game oriented oh, yeah. at yeah. the moment. And I'm just... It's not that I'm done with farming Sims. I love, I still love Mistahadu Valley and all of the little twists on that. But I think I was just like oversaturated with farming. It was sure. always something with farming. And this was the only one that kind of stood out um, to me at that point. It came out on the 20th of July. Did you say that? I can't remember. What? It came out already? Yeah. It said it was set to release in February 2024. How have I missed it? Lakeburg Legacies yeah. released on 20th of July 2023. What the hell? Well, I'm going to buy this now. Wait, just just, just fact check me. Let no, me you're know. right. It came out already. Oh, the reviews are mixed. Yeah, I was going to say, it's already on sale. <laughs> oh, no. Look. I'm sure people are just being fucking knobheads and it's a great game. Yeah, well, I've been totally wrong. Um, my previous thing, maybe it's coming out on a console or something like next year. Yeah, um, that's okay. We, we can edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to edit it out. It's too complicated to do that. Steph was wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> I clearly didn't do enough research today. Well, yeah, you can go play it now then. What a good time. Yeah, but that's all good. Like, it doesn't matter that it, that, you know, it was still in the showcase and it only released like five days ago. Well, I'm excited to go play that this weekend then. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Okay. Are we on to my number three then? We are, yes. My number three is one that I think would have, would have been a crossover, but maybe not. Um, Star Wars Outlaws. Oh, yeah, that is a crossover. Yeah, I thought so. That's why earlier when I was like, there's probably going to be one. I knew it was going to be this one. And maybe another. But anyway, we can talk about it together, though, because obviously, you know, there's, there's a lot there's a lot to say. Yeah. Um, so it's an upcoming action adventure game developed by Massive Entertainment and published by Ubisoft under the license by Lucasfilm Games, uh, set in the Star Wars universe, obviously, during the period between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. The trailer was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. I remember watching it and thinking at first I thought it was real like you know I like the act like it mm. looked like it was a, a movie um, and then I forget how amazing technology is these days where it, yeah. like I was actually like, oh no it's it is actually CGI but um, it just it looked sort of the you know the the cost of a movie type thing like the, mm-hmm. the quality of a film and it's it's got a lovely protagonist in it 
I don't actually know her name. I have her name. It's Kay Vass. Or Kay nice. Vess, sorry. Yeah, and she's like a sort of scoundrel yes. type character. Very like she? Han Solo-ish feeling. Yeah, yeah. She has really cool fashion. I like the way she looks. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, yeah, it's set in the Star Wars universe. But open world, and I think it's stated, right, as the, they, they say the first open world Star Wars game. But everyone has kind of moaned about that a little bit. Yeah, I could still call bullshit. There's so many open world Star Wars games. I don't know what they're talking about. Like, I mean, I still see Knights of the Republic. The old ones is somewhat open world because, yeah, okay, like it's you know you can't wander around certain places, but you can go to different planets. Like, yeah, in the Fallen Order games, like you can go wherever you want and roam the area. I don't really understand how that's not an open world game. Yeah, it's hard because when it comes to space, like you are kind of constricted from from it being a truly open world game because like. Some people maybe say open world is only a place where you can explore the entirety of that world by traveling around and stuff. But the thing is, the only way that a space game could be truly open world is if it was like No Man's Sky. Mm. You could actually get in your ship and physically fly. But then that's fucking ridiculous and impossible. So anyway, (laughs) we've been derailed. (laughs) We we keep discussing this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But anyway looks really really cool and yeah the cinematic trailer was released during the xbox game showcase right um in june mm-hmm. and uh i think that was the first release of it right like the first announcement yeah i think i i don't think there have been an announcement before that maybe that they were working on a star wars game but no one knew what it was yeah but it, it looks very very cool um mm-hmm. i um we have discussed this before but i'm still playing the um the other star wars one what's it called uh, Fallen Order and yeah, Survivor. Yeah. yeah, I am enjoying it, but I must say I am tempted by this one more. Uh, I will finish the other one, but I see a lady Star Wars protagonist and I just get excited. But yeah, it looks fun. We, I guess we don't know like too much apart from the fact that it's going to be like an open world adventure game and you can explore and go to like different cities. They have yeah. released a gameplay trailer. They've released it. Oh, nice. The, um showcase stuff uh, i think it was like cool. the after showcase from xbox um it looks like it plays a little bit like i would say probably a ubisoft game in the sense of it looks a little bit assassin's creedy a little bit um watchdogs in i'm sure there's like other twists and stuff to it but it's like mm. i saw a bit where she was kind of sneaking along a corridor um but then taking out a bunch of people and stuff like that so i think it's just going to be not general gameplay but i think like for for an open world kind of rpg kind of game but i think that works well it sounds cool i mean yeah or it could be shit (laughs) it could just be shit yeah um one thing i did like from that though is that her companion the little fuzzy yes axolotl so um, i i wrote in capital letters I love the little creature that looked like an axolotl crossed with a pangolin. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You used him. He's like a full helpful companion. Oh um, you can direct him to do stuff for you and help you out and things like that. Yeah. So I'm fully invested in this creature. And I'm glad him. you said axolotl because I saw it and I thought to myself, that looks like an axolotl kind of. But I was like, is it just me that's thinking that? But I'm like, they must they must have based that thing on an axolotl. They must have because it's the fuzzy little head. Like, and yeah. although he's fuzzy, it's like, it just, yeah, it's the face yeah. and the little ear flap things. I love a cute little companion. Yeah. 
I do, I do, I saw a comment on one of the YouTube videos of the trailers though, and I do kind of, I did enjoy this. Someone basically said, uh, the good old saying of never judge a game by its CGI trailer still holds true. I was like, <laughs> yes, this is true. I am completely like infatuated and like wooed by this beautiful trailer. And uh, I know they, they've got a, obviously gameplay trailer as well now, which I do need to watch, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, though. It's a trailer. Like, we don't we don't know if it's going to be great or shit or anything like that. But I think it's the excitement with, like, not knowing. Um, yeah. But I am intrigued. Yes, definitely. It definitely seems like an... I wouldn't say, like, fully different or interesting way to go. Because it's... I don't know. I feel like being a Han Solo-esque character was always something everybody wanted. But, hey, it's something that everybody really wants to play as. Like... We all want to play as that kind of scoundrel-esque, you know, looking around the hives of scum and villainy all the time. Like, it's something we've wanted to play as. Because, um, you know, most of the Star Wars games so far have been around Jedis. Which is fine. Yeah. It's cool. We all love a Jedi. But this feels like it could be something different in that sense, which was, which is cool. So I'm watching a bit of the gameplay trailer because I felt like I wasn't in the know. Mm. Um, it does look very cool. And I can see what they're saying about the fact that it is like going to be truly open world because it does look like you can just get on vehicles and just fuck off, you know. Exciting. Um, it just looks very, it looks very cool. It does look very narrative heavy, very like um, cinematic. Yeah. Which I'm into. Yeah. So, oh, that little axolotl. That's definitely an axolotl. Yeah, look yeah. at that tail. Cute. Anyway, sorry, that's not the reason I picked it, but it is partially the reason. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about it? Uh, no, I think you've kind of covered everything. But yeah, it seems fun. Um, I'm definitely excited to play it. Um, it's my number two, so it's going to be my next one anyway. Oh, okay. Cool. So that's not too bad. Well, I smashed it. Yeah. Does that mean that I just... Do you want to put anything else as like an honourable mention as your number two? Just uh, I've got quite a lot of honourable mentions, so let me just grab one from the list. Uh, which one do I want to pick? Let's pick... Let's talk about one I don't think you would have done, which is Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Yep. This one, um, this one looks like the newest Prince of Persia game. Again, from Ubisoft, so I've stuck with the same company. So I guess that's something. It just seems really interesting. So they've gone back to the 2D side-scroller gaming feel. It just, it looked interesting in the sense of it felt a bit like... Um, all of the games we've been getting at the moment, people were enjoying like Ori and mm-hmm. I guess like Hollow Knight and stuff like that, where it looks challenging, but there's lots of kind of platforming around there, but also combat. Um, it looked quite smooth and a very colourful, exciting game. Um, yeah, I think I just enjoyed that they feel like they're going back to the kind of roots of Prince of Persia with this game versus yes. the more like 3D crazy ones because I've never been a huge Prince of Persia player I played like the really old one and then I played like Prince of Persia that came out on the Xbox 360 that everyone hated but I for some reason really enjoyed what one was that it was just called Prince of Persia um and it was on the 360 and it was just like nobody liked it um but I really liked the art style and everything about it um and I had a really good time with it but that was kind of my only real experiences with Prince of Persia games so this one in particular seems just kind of I don't know it just feels like it's a nice nod to the originals and yeah because i haven't prepared much i don't know much more about it other than the trailer just looked really cool mm. um fun fact i've actually got the original prince persia um on mega drive in my cupboard 
Nice. That is cool. Yeah. I liked the... I, well, I'd say I liked it. I, I had the original for my Mega Drive as a kid, and I remember I'd play, like five minutes of it and I just I was just dead always like I just yeah. I was shit like it was one of those games that was like ridiculously hard for a oh, child yeah um but I you know it was, it was it is what it is but I do appreciate the fact that they went back to their roots I did like Sands of Time yeah that's the, the big one everyone yeah. loves that one um, I enjoyed that one I have heard about that one being good it's but just, yeah it's nice to see it making a comeback really it's just nice to see it yeah I feel like it's one of those things where they're kind of putting something new on it a new twist and a new feel but staying a bit close to originals without just repeating it so i'll be interested to see where they go um yeah it just looked really stylish actually in scope of things so yeah just give it a mention cool all right my number two yes uh mentioned earlier <laughs> this game is called still wakes the deep which is the one you thought i was talking ah, about ah yes i knew that one would appear somewhere <laughs> in your list we had we had a nice break from the sad depressingness of mm. video games that I've chosen uh, with Star Wars, but now we're going straight back into misery. Still Wakes the Deep is a first-person narrative horror game um, from the Chinese Room, who we spoke about in our last episode in regards to Jessica Curry, the composer. But they created the games such as Amnesia, Machine for Pigs, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, um, and Dear Esther. So it was set in December 1975, which is funny because all of my sad pics like are all sort of based in the sort of 60s 70s yeah disaster strikes the Beira de oil rig off the coast of scotland um and you navigate the collapsing rig to save your crew from an otherworldly horror on the edge of all logic and reality what the website says and yeah i mean from what steam says as well you just basically you're on an oil rig which is quite a depressing place to be must say don't often mm-hmm. want to be put on an oil rig but yeah no, it doesn't seem like a fun time. Um, very cold and wet. Uh, no forms of communication. And yeah, and there's this, some sort of horror, which I don't, I'm not sure what that is. And just try and survive. But it's 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 just, I don't know, the, the trailer is, the music is amazing. It's kind of like a Scottish, I think it's Scottish singing. It doesn't, I don't know. I don't mm. speak Scottish, but it sounds like a very traditional Scottish sounding vocals which I don't know if Jessica Curry has done because I'm not, I can't quite remember if she still does much with them. I'm not sure, yeah. But either way, the music sounds incredible, really atmospheric, like spine-chilling kind of music and obviously seeing the sort of scope. You only really sort of see a few snapshots, obviously, of the oil rig and, and some of the gameplay of you, like, moving around. Um, but it just looks like it's going to be a shit show, and I mean that in the best of ways. Yeah. It looks like a game that I cannot play by myself. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be incredible atmosphere. I mean, it might mm. not be very obviously scary. You know, I, I thought Everybody's Gone to the Rapture was weirdly scary. Just because of this kind of... Like the atmosphere ambience. and stuff. Yeah, yeah they you're just in. not sure. I mean, they did Amnesia, right? And Machine for Pigs. So yeah, um, that's also kind of scary. So obviously they're, they're, they're good at spooky stuff but i think it's just it's the feeling that they create it doesn't even have to be anything necessarily happening it's just that that unnerving feeling yeah i just yeah i'm just i'm very very excited i don't really understand what the the monster or nightmare is going to be but it will yeah be a lot mm. that's always sometimes worse as well but nice when you don't know what a monster's gonna be um, yeah to kind of just waiting for it but, but yeah i did um... see this trailer and go oh well this will be one that nikki enjoys yeah i will have a great time but yeah also as i said a little bit depressing but you know mm. that's just my vibe this year it seems 
Yeah, summer is the time of depression <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'm either in space, under the water, or in an oil rig out at sea. Yeah. Same vast areas of nobody around. Basically isolation is what I'm after, it seems. <laughs> anyway, maybe we'll have a happier number one. Maybe we will. That's my number two. I like it. That means that we are on to honourable mentions. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have any? Yeah, many? I got a lot. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm going to go through very quickly my honourable mentions of games that um, I just didn't choose for this. Yeah. Um, Frog Song, which is from the Wholesome Direct, which looks really cute. It's about yes. frogs. Um, there was another, some of these, I don't actually remember what they are, but I'm just going to say them. Um, <laughs> Jusant, a uh, star named Eos, Sanya, and all Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, the new like uh, DLC for Cyberpunk. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which mm. I've already like, obviously that's actually full on releasing soon, but I'd already played it already with the, like, what do you call it? Pre- oh, the, be- the beta kind of like pre-access yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, yeah. Been doing that. Um, the new Fallout 76 Atlantic City add-on looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like, that, I didn't really put that in there because it's, yeah. Just add-on, it's kind I of guess, just more yeah. of an add-on. Um, Simpler Times looks like a really lovely game. That might have been in the Wholesome Direct. Mm-hmm. Garden Life, where you basically get to make your own garden. I was like, that's oh. fucking cool. Yeah. That's really, like, wholesome and cute. Um, Henry Halfhead, I just, I'm yes. curious. <laughs> just really want to know what that one is. That guy with half a head and it's very looks very funny very weird but cool um blade runner 2033 labyrinth i'm mm. interested in that was in the annapurna showcase and uh another game as well is lies of p which to be fair nearly made it in here i definitely get bioshock vibes from it yeah it looks very very cool and just a couple others to mention quickly ones that we'd already spoken about previously that i'm just gonna say briefly um final fantasy 7 obviously yeah the new rebirth yeah coming out fey farm um and starfield and minico's night market as well oh yeah sorry that was a lot cats no i like it not a lot of crossover actually on my honorable mention Mm. so that's cool um so i had sonic superstars which is going to be like the new 3d slash 2d sonic game sandland Right. Uh, it looks a bit I like, like I don't know what Dragon it is, Ball but I like Z. It. It's great. Okay. Um, Banishers, which was I mentioned on my, um, I think anticipated games for this year. Averwood, Averwed. Not sure how to pronounce that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Clockwork Revolution. Uh, Path of the Goddess, which is the Capcom one that looks absolutely mental. There's one called Station to Station, which is a tiny little train game, which looks absolutely adorable. <laughs> also, Tiny Bookshop, um, which again. You run a tiny bookshop. It just looks adorable. One called Lush Foil Photography Sim. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That looked like a very calming time. Uh, yeah. Another one called Flock. Um, yes. And yeah. Cocoon. Looks mm-hmm. really interesting. And then I think the last one I've got is one called um, Metaphor Re Fantasio, which is basically Persona people. And if you ever look at a UI in your life, please look at this one because it's <laughs> fucking bonkers. Um, look at that later. Yeah, on the trailer. It's just absolutely madness and I kind of love it. Um, yeah, those, those are kind of all of my ones. I think we have the same number one. I think we do too. So should we just go together and we can talk about we'll it? say it like three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> 
who's gonna count down? I'll do the counting. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Fable. Fable, yeah. Oh! <laughs> to no surprise to anyone. We've picked um, Fable. We've, we've picked Fable because we're we love Fable. <laughs> Fable's great and we will not apologise for it. Um, so, I'm just going to say before anything else, yes. uh, the reason I may have picked this primarily was I love Fable, but also, first thing you see when the trailer opened, Richard Iwadi. Yes. <laughs> He did immediately make me go, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, he's a British treasure and Fable has this, you know, always had this sort of British humour to it um, that just makes it. And, you know, when Richard Iwadi has been placed in the game, you're like, yeah, 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 this is it. So sorry, you you take the lead here. Okay. Um, well, I was just going to kind of continue on what you were saying. Um, so the trailer was really interesting there were lots of feelings I had around the trailer in particular. I, I'm still super excited for it, um, but there was some stuff that threw me off. But one thing that I really loved from it was the humour was still there throughout the whole trailer. It's like, you don't really learn about much about what the Fable game is going to be like because it, it kind of just relies on, you know what Fable is, here's all the things heroes do. And it's like throwing fireballs and doing weird yeah. stuff um but at one point you get called a wanker and it just i was like oh yes fable is back like yeah it just looks silly but fun yeah i think i'm i'm sort of of the mind of you know i think in its gameplay it might not feel like a fable game but as you're saying with the humor i th- i think as long as that vibe is still there, then I can probably get on board. But I do definitely have, still have a lot of nervousness with it in the sense of, you know, I I don't think I'm going to get completely and utterly my expectations too high because it is done by Playground Games, right? So it's not obviously by the original creators. No, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. And I, when I looked at the Playground games, it just said that they were known for developing Forza. So I was like, right. Yeah. Right. Um, fun fact, I used to work next door to Playground games. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so Exeunt, uh, uh, who I used to work for, uh, next door to them. Uh, in yes. Levington Spa, I never made it into the uh, Playground Games studio. Um, but they were making Forza at the time. And so I wasn't that interested in breaking it. But, um, <laughs> so you didn't care? No. But now, yeah, you're right. Like they've, They made the Horizon games, which... So I was talking to someone at work about this and I was saying, like, if all else fails, it will look really good. Um, yeah. Because if there's one thing about the Horizon games, even if you're not really into car games, they look incredible and they can do really yeah. great work with the engine, I think, that they have over at Playground Games. Um, but you're right. This is kind of a new venture for them into more, I guess, like RPG based gameplay. Yeah. I guess the thing with it is, it's like you have Fable to go off of. Um, the the existing three um, are very well loved, and I feel like they give you quite a good recipe. Because Fable, it's weird Fable, right? Because the actual, like you said, the gameplay and stuff that is in Fable is not massively different from a normal RPG. It's just the extra little bits that you can do it. And the yeah. kind of humour and feeling around it that makes it feel more fable. There's just there's something I've never been able to put my finger on. Whenever I'm trying to find a fable game or a game like Fable to play, if I have like an itch to play it, I really struggle to find anything that fits in that box nicely. Yeah, it's that sort of like, yeah, the light hearted 
sort of fantasy RPG that doesn't take itself too seriously and allows you to do, I mean, silly things. Mm. Like there's hardly any RPGs that exist where you can go make, you know, have a baby and just leave it at your house and go off and like have adventures. You know, it's such a random, that you I mean, what RPG, actually that to be fair, I was gonna say what RPG can you get STIs, but actually like, I think you can get them in Fallout. Yeah. But you but can't anyway. fart at the your people and charm yes, them. You know? Exactly. Like that's not a thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, it, the, yeah. <laughs> it's those kind of weird little nuances that I think made Fable so lovable. But you know, I'm sure I'm sure that they'll have that down. Um I, I'm not too bothered about the gameplay being different because the gameplay in those games, you know, was probably dated anyway now. Yeah. And there's probably a lot that they could have done. But I did I did read the the lead writer, um, Anna McGill. Um, she has worked on games like Guild Wars, Dishonored, um, and also she had the narrative leave on control. Oh, so cool. yeah, I mean there is people on it that have done cool things and, and obviously have experience in other kind of narrative games so i'm sure the team you know they did, did i think they they put together a big team so yeah i'm sure like hopefully they'll smash it yeah i'm kind of going on on faith that the trailer at least ha- felt like the right humor yeah. um i'd say i still find the very real looking people a little bit weird like yes. i loved seeing richard adawali's face but then i was like i kind of miss the slightly I'm not cartoonish, but people in Fable had a certain look. Um, yeah. It did make it very difficult to find attractive husband and wives in the game. But, you know, we move. Yeah. I do appreciate, actually, I was about the appearance of them. People were moaning at the fact that they said that the girl, the main character, is um, not conventionally attractive. But they were complaining about the fact that they think that it's sort of intentionally so that she's not attractive. And right. they're saying that it's it's woke oh oh they're gonna complain about anything that's woke but just because there's a female in the trailer it's too woke for people yeah um, yeah I, like the thing is i think i think it was less that she was not attractive because the other thing is like i'm pretty sure it's gonna be a create your own thing you well, know what i mean yeah and, but like, also no one in fable was attractive no no one in the old games like the main character like she she wasn't conventionally attractive not in a horrible way but like you know it was the medieval times people didn't wash no and also every time i did anything that was like hitting people with a hammer my character got more and more muscular and giant and i was like this is rad this is i love those changes um to your character depending on how you lent and how you kind of played the game mm. which i'm hoping is in this one and but like it didn't matter that it made my character more what would be conventionally like butch or mask yeah like i kind of like that like it makes more mm. sense with the character i smash things with a hammer therefore i yeah. have more muscles like cool that works yeah for me. but it's it's the whole thing of like i mean normally in a fable game you kind of start up from i mean apart from three i guess you're kind of like a, a bit of a peasant i suppose yeah you're not you're not someone that lives in in a castle in royalty apart from the third one um so like you're not going to be prim and proper and looking absolutely gorgeous you know i i like the fact that it's gritty i think this nice thing about fable one and two it felt very gritty like i felt like yeah it was nice to not feel like you know you're this really done up um beautiful sexualized protagonist mm. um and so i i appreciated how to be honest the 
the protagonist in the trailer looks. I do think, as you said, like it's probably going to be create your own or um, male or female or, you know, they might just do it as non-binary. I'm not sure, but they'll probably figure out a way to do it. But I just I just like that because it's a bit like weirdly Sea of Thieves in the character creation. Yes. All, all parts are a little bit scruffy. Like no one's going to look perfect. And I no. think that's nice it's the imperfections that make fable in my opinion it's never going to be models wandering around medieval fields and shit yeah i think as well like there's two parts of it it's one it feels more like real life like you know it's perfectly not everyone not everyone and most people in life don't look like models and that's Mm. fine that's kind of what it should be like you know what i mean like and so that's kind of one thing. And then also it's just like the point of Fable is not to like be attractive. It's to run around a fantasy area and smash things or mm-hmm. fight things or do the story. Like, And so I think the less like why is that a part that we have to concentrate on when we talk about games like this it just feels yeah like it just doesn't feel like the right thing to concentrate on and so like no. i think like not giving you the option then fine like see if these you just get on with it and you're like cool I- i'm just gonna be running around as my pirate with my weird gammy eye that i have um <laughs> that i love well your your character in sea of these has a proper gurn going on oh yeah she's she's gurning. a particular gurner she's got a white eye and i love her for that because i'm like i look like a pirate and I'm cool yeah, with that. Exactly. Like, you look like the character in the setting that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really love to go back to a little bit was just the um was the giant reveal. Yeah, that we was weird. We don't have giants before. Like we no. talk about all these fantasy stuff and we don't really have giants. And so I'm like, oh I really hope they're actually in the game and that's a thing. Mm. Um I'd say so. But I mean yeah. who doesn't want a giant Richard Iwadi like trying to smoosh them? Yeah. Not in a sexy way, trying to, you know. He wouldn't appreciate the sexy way anyway. No. But yeah, giant Richard Owadi, I'm in. The only... I bring some negativity to you now. The only thing I did read was some people are saying that they think there is a a bit of a narrative difference in this, which they think it might involve time travel and people are not happy about it. Oh, that's interesting, though. But it's complete speculation. Multiple planets, time travel. I don't know... I don't know. I'm scared about that. But, you know, it's it's all speculation and no one actually knows if that's legit. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think back to the other fables because some of the story was a bit wacky. You definitely yeah. went through weird portals. I mean, yeah, you make a good point. I mean, wacky is definitely could be time travel. So, I, you know, I, it's still going to have the medieval kind of fantasy element to it. So I think it will probably still be like, you know, based within that. It just might things might get a bit crazy yeah but i mean i think like it's like all things like it sounds weird on paper but if you tie it into a narrative well then hey it works and that's cool yeah fuck it yeah it's cool yeah Um, i think it seems fun i'm very excited to have fable back so yeah we'll see yeah time will tell we don't know for now but that's the whole point of this episode we're not sure but yeah this was fun yeah, we'll see, you know, how future us feels about some of these games we've discussed. I'll probably feel sad after playing my three sad picks. But... Yeah, I predict your <laughs> depression to kick in uh, whenever these all came out. You never know. Maybe um, they'll make some of our top fives uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I need to go play the game that I missed, Late Bird yeah. Legacies. Go cause some drama. Very excited. Perfect. Yeah, so if you want to find out more about us, where should you go? You can go to gametill5.co.uk. All our stuff is on there. But we also have uh, Twitter, and you can also find our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to leave us a review on there as well, that would be lovely. We appreciate it. Yeah. And yeah, until next time. Goodbye. See ya.